Welcome to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby, and I'm joined once again by our good friend, Mr. Will Harper. How's it going, Will? Hello, Backyard Catchers. Hello, the catchers of the backyard. Um, we are here on this beautiful day, and, you know, we, we really want to talk about the sport that we love, that and dearly, um, baseball. So it recently just started um, earlier this week, and so it's yep. such a fun time of year. So we were recording this on Saturday. Opening day was on Thursday. Right. So we are officially in the baseball season. Officially in the baseball season. So we thought it'd be kind of fun to do like an, a, a full uh, baseball episode. Just kind of break down different things from the game. Uh, kind of base, uh, do some predictions of what we think through the divisions. Maybe some pick some award winners. Some things that happened in the offseason that we haven't got a chance to talk about. I feel like there's a lot that's happened um, this year. A lot that's been thrown out there even uh, even with some different rule changes they're, they're projecting. So this is going to be an all-encompassing baseball uh, podcast. So for your baseball lovers, this will be great for you. And for non-baseball lovers, don't worry. We're not. We're going to break down some stuff, too. And kind yes. of help, 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 help break down baseball. By the end more. of the episode, you will love baseball. Or have a better appreciation Guar- for it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Wink, guaranteed. wink. You're going to love baseball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, America's pastime. Exactly. Um, okay, so I know I, I mentioned on my first podcast that I was on, um, where we talked about Kyler, that I am a Braves fan. I actually got my Braves shirt on today. Mm. Uh, chop on. Um, we won the National League East last year. You as, did as as a big surprise. Weren't you predicted to finish third? Wasn't that kind of like a like in the third, fourth, third, race. fourth? It was. It was definitely not the year. Every single outlet ever picked the Nationals to win the East. It was the Nationals by every single expert last year. Was it? Um, and then the Mets, maybe the Phillies. The oh, Phillies, okay. yeah. The Nationals and the Phillies, and then kind of us, us Phillies and Mets were kind of interchangeable, but mm-hmm. everybody picked the Nats um, to win the division. And then we said, nah, and won the division. You did. So we'll see how it goes this year. Yeah. And the Orioles decided that it was just the best was just for last. They just want to make sure that they um, got the first pick in the draft. I don't even know if baseball thing they were sorry. Yeah, Baltimore decided that they just wanted to get rid of everybody. So I'm a huge Orioles fan, Baltimore Orioles fan, which um, – it's not as common, especially in the area that I live, but it's just, I love it since growing up. And so, yeah, last year was a little tough just watching all of our key players go to other teams. And so, but you know, it, it, it's been time to, 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 to switch it up and kind of get some payroll off and try to rebuild the farm system a little bit, because I think that's how Baltimore, in, in the past, that's how Baltimore has done really well, is, is drafting well, um, bringing up homegrown talent, because they're not as big of a big market team. And then winning with pitching and defense. And we've kind of gone away from that a little bit. And so I think trying to, to get back to that a little bit, it's going to take some time. But And they always just hard to to stay competitive when you don't have the same payroll. But anyway, so we also just wanted to share those are our teams, but also that's kind of the the lens color glasses, as you say. We, we see, see our sport in. So um, with that, also just some fun things over the – the break, um, we were talking about this before we started recording, that they actually changed the disabled list, the DL, to the IL, which has kind of thrown us off. And, Will, you were making a good point about from football. Yeah, so in football, um, there's something called the IR, which is injured reserved. Um, and when someone's placed on IR, they're done for the season. Right. There's, you're not coming back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I hear IL, I kind of think, ah, oh, man, they're – they're done. They're so. out. Like they're yeah. gone for like four months. But um, it's actually not. So two of the Braves starting pitchers are on the IL to start the season on the ten day IL. Right. So I'm still going to call it the DL because it just rolls off. IL is like IL IL. You can't say it correctly. IL IL IL. You can't or, do that. Or international league. Exactly. For the minor league fans. So I'm still calling it the DL. So, um, but that's what. So if we if we say DL, we mean IL. Exactly. So. And then also, <laughs> that was just a funny one. Um, but then also, there's some big free agent acquisitions. Um, there's a couple that you might have heard of, in case, but you might have 
not been paying attention to as much. But then also there are some sneaky ones, I think, that will really also affect that too. So, Will, I'm going to let you go first. You're going to talk about the first one. Yeah, so the, the two that I have um, were actually trades. Uh, the first one is um, Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt going to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's huge for the Cardinals. Um, Goldschmidt and Freddie Freeman from the Braves are probably the two best first basemen in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think most people would agree with that, that right now they're both in their prime. They're probably the top two first basemen in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the Cardinals to get that and put him on first every day, bat him third, fourth in the lineup, last night he hit three home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's going to be huge for the Cardinals and their World Series aspirations. Uh, the other one is James Paxton, a.k.a. the Big Maple. Mm-hmm being traded from the Mariners to the Yankees. Um, New York's going to put him at the top of their lineup, pitch him every fifth day, and go out there and have one of the best left-handers in baseball pitching for him. Um, Maybe one of the best nicknames in baseball, too, with the Big Maple. Mm. So for any of you Canadian listeners out there that have have baseball aspirations, um, please wear stirrups so we can call you Maple Stirrup. That, I think, would replace the Big Maple as the best nickname in baseball. So we're going to mm. make that happen. Maple stirrup. Do it. Do it. Yes. We're the, we're the high socks. We love it. Okay. So those are, those are some sneaky ones that might have gone under the radar. I'm going to talk about the big, the big ones that you probably have heard of, but just kind of some reaction to those. So the big one was one that's kind of personal for me, um, is Manny Machado. He went from my Orioles to... As we know, he was traded last year during the uh, during the deadline to the Dodgers, and then he played in the World Series. Um, and now he just signed a 10-year, $300 million contract with the Padres, which is all very interesting to me. Because So from an Orioles fan, we're used to being having to fight with these big market teams, you know, with the Yankees and the Red Sox. We're used to getting, like, kind of our players kind of picked from them. I remember even like a Mike Mussina back in the day is one of my favorite players, and he goes to the Yankees because they can pay him more. Um, so Machado was one of those players who he's great defensively, um, but over time he just was starting to, to, I don't know if warm out his welcome, it just started to become strained more and more, and you could tell that he was just ready to leave. And so, which was fine, you know, it just seemed like it was just, a, it was just better to part ways. We got some prospects back for him. He went to the Dodgers. But I think the big surprising thing is that he decided not to play in a big free agent market. He pretty much could have gone to a lot of different teams. Probably big suitors were, you know, he could have stayed in L.A. He could have, you know, gone to like the Yankees. He could have gone. The White Sox were also a big name. The White Sox. Or the Phillies, too. The White Sox and Phillies were going hard after him. Yeah, the Phillies were, you know... You know, we know with Harper that he ended up going there, but the Phillies were really pushing to get one of those players. Did you know that the White Sox um, signed his brother-in-law and his best friend in I hopes did, of signing Machado? I did hear that, yeah. And then he spurned them from and, San Diego. Yeah. It makes you feel like he kind of like flirted with the idea with them to help his family get some jobs, and then he went all the way on the other coast. So but I don't blame him for going to San Diego. Oh, no. San Diego. What I've heard from San Diego is that it's a beautiful like place to live. It's really fun. It's like 75 every day. It's great. But in the baseball world... It's kind of like going just off. Purgatory. Yeah, it's going off to this own little world. So I wish the best for him. But, yeah. Here's kind of why I think they did it, though. The Padres have... Okay, so the Padres, the White Sox, and the Braves have probably the consensus top three farm systems in baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have tons of young talent just bubbling, ready to join the big league roster. Right. So, while the Padres this year, probably not going to make the playoffs. They may surprise, mm-hmm. but probably not making it this year. This signing from Machado is probably two, three years away when he's a 29, 30-year-old, and you have all these kids that are in the minors right now having a year or two of major league experience under their belts, and mm-hmm. they're trying to make that push in, in right. 2022, 2023, somewhere in there. Right. So, he gets to play in a beautiful climate. Gets paid a ton of money. Mm. They're gonna be pretty bad for the next couple of years. But yeah, after that, I mean, San Diego does have a promising future. They do have a promising future, and they're bringing the brown uniforms back next year. They are bringing the brown. Okay, they're bringing the brown back. 
Hashtag what can Brown do for you? Apparently sign Machado for three hundred million dollars. Three hundred million dollars. I don't yeah, it is funny that these teams keep signing these like super long contracts. And in baseball it's all guaranteed too. It's not even like it's like oh with some like certain attributions. Um the other big one, the obvious one was Harper. And it was interesting to me that, that he didn't end up staying with the Nationals, I guess. And that's where it's like internally, it must have just turned sour at a point that he was just not going to come back. But it did seem like he did like playing there. They just weren't winning. And whether that's him or not, I mean, honestly, though, from his perspective, Harper's been one of those players where he's been hyped a lot. And I would say that he had that one MVP year in 2015 where he mashed the ball and he really did play well. But other than that, he hasn't necessarily always lived up to the hype of what his name has been. And what with what the Phillies are signing is it's more of a you're signing on the that he's still going to continue to get better. That we ha- we still haven't seen the, the best um, Bryce Harper yet. So it's really interesting that he stayed in the division and he signed for what 13 330 million dollars. Three thirty, I think it was three. It might have been three fifty. Somewhere three thirty, three fifty, something like that. But it was a thirteen year. I think yes, yeah, some, somewhere in that kind of range. Basically, where he's going to get paid a lot of money per year. But actually, it's a little bit less per year than you thought he might have gone. But he went for the more the long term with Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, that's that'll be interesting. I think him. It makes it makes our lineup pretty formidable. Um, because you got him, you got Hoskins, you got McCutcheon now too. I mean, McCutcheon's on the downturn, but McCutcheon's still strong. Gene Segura, Gene Segura too. They, um, they acquired him. Mm-hmm. Um, plus Odubel Herrera, Cesar Hernandez, mm-hmm. and then they got Nova. And, and uh, the, the biggest thing is they traded for JT Rio Muto too from the Marlins. Right, that's right from the Marlins. So the Phillies, they have a lineup ready to mash. Mm-hmm. Which they did against the Braves on opening day to a tune of ten to four. Um, we'll be back. But yeah, so so with Harper, um, with the Nationals, Juan Soto really showed out last year as a rookie, right? Um, and they have Victor Robles too, mm-hmm. who's another guy who's I think he made their opening day roster this year and he's starting for the outfield now. Okay, but he he was actually their top prospect over Soto. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's they have those two guys plus Adam Eaton in the outfield. So I think they were ready. They weren't going to pay Harper as much as he thought he was going to get. Right. So after they offered him his three hundred million dollar contract during the season that that came out, they offered him. And he turned it down. The Nationals um, management team was like, "Okay, that's that's our best offer. We can't do any higher than that." Yeah. And they they knew at that point that um, they had Robles coming up who could replace him as a younger option, much cheaper, and they were ready to move forward with that. And they're yeah. still a good team because they went out and traded. Um, not excuse me, not traded. They went out and signed Patrick Corbin, the pitcher from from the, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was probably the best starting pitcher on the free agent market. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, they already have Scherzer, Steele, and Strasburg, so they have a dominant potential uh, top three of their of their pitching rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Nationals, they're they're still hanging around. Um, but yeah, the Phillies, if they can, if they can stay healthy and stay together, they're going to be good. Um, something you had mentioned earlier was, so Philadelphia, sports city known for booing their own. Yes, um, they are very well. So you play 81 home games a year in baseball. So I'm going to set the over under at 45 and a half of those games where Bryce Harper gets booed. Are you taking the over or under? So far, they've mm. had one home game and he got booed. He did get booed. Booed. It, it seemed more of like an ironic boo because he did get like over four in their first game. Um, and we're saying forty-five, like forty-five of the home games. Of the where home he, games. Where he's at. He's home. getting booed at eighty-one away games. Yes, he he is getting booed at eighty-one. Yeah, that is that is for sure. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm still gonna go over on that, and I'm saying over because I'm I, I think it's gonna be around the the fifty-three, fifty-five mark. Is what I'm gonna think. I'm thinking it's me like late August or late July type of time. It's hot. The Phillies are like starting. They like might have gone hot a little bit, but they start you know going cold a little bit. And he's goes over four with like two strikeouts, makes an error. I think he's gonna get some booze. <laughs> um, I'm not saying he's not gonna still play well and, and still gonna go, but I think that, you know it's just 
Tempers get hot in the summer. That's that's what I'm saying. What what are you saying over under? I'm saying over. You're saying over. Yeah. Okay. He's he's a great player. Um, but I think he may have already peaked. Yeah. I think he might have peaked a couple years ago. Um, but still, his his good is still very great. So we'll see how it goes with the old Phillies. I do like his cleats he wore the other day. The Philly Fanatic cleats. Did you see him? Oh, I didn't see those, no. Yeah, he had bright green Philly Fanatic cleats. They were mm. pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. Well, there you go. And then other the other big, if you want to call it acquisition, or, um, yeah, if you want to call it acquisition, is Mike Trout re-signed before his big free agent deal. He re-signed for the... What was it again? It was like 10 years. 400. 400. Was that 450 or four? No, 430 maybe. I can do some quick research. Yeah. Basically, it was for a lot of years and a lot of money. It like, they they talked about for a little bit how Harper reset the market. And then Trout goes like two weeks later. And Here you go. 12-year, $426,500,000 contract. Yeah. Just including a, a $20 million signing bonus. So just some chump change. Um, here's basically. here's twenty mil. Don't spend it all in one place. Right, exactly. So, I think honestly that is very huge for the Angels. The fact that he is wanting to stay for a team that honestly, like he has really given everything for that city and that organization to like give them the best chance to put together a winner, and they have not. They haven't really made the playoffs that much. I don't know if they've made it any years. He's been in the pros. They gave Pujols that stupid contract. Whenever yeah. he was from the Cardinals. Yeah, they just, yeah. He, that was that was like the first ten year deal, wasn't it? Or like it was, the first, yeah. the first of those of these longer deals. So the Cardinals, wow, because my wife's a Cardinals fan from St. Louis, um, and in St. Louis, it's crazy. Like it's all baseball all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. They're crazy about the Cardinals. Um, so whenever he left, I know that that hurt a lot of people there. But looking back now and kind of what he's become, and just he, I mean, he's old. Father Time's always going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, he's undefeated. So just seeing it now and seeing the money that the Angels are still paying him and still have to pay him, I'm pretty sure they're like, okay, I can. This is this feels better now than it did five years ago. Yeah, it does. And then the Cardinals always seem to be management-wise that they're on par with a lot of organizations that they're going to always put a competitive team out there. You know. They're at least they're at least going to be five hundred, right, or better. So I think Trout staying is very interesting. I don't know. That's the big question: is can the Angels put a winning team around him? They're definitely trying. It's not that they're not trying. It's just they're swinging and missing on some things. And the hard thing is, even with like Otani, who they signed last year, he's not having Tommy John, and he's out for a while. He's still going to hit, right? I think he's still. I think he's still DHing, but. Um, he's not going to be able to, to pitch. He's not able to pitch for a while. And they might, if he's hurt, they might push him to one. I still like that he's playing too. I think it's he should still try. I think it's really cool. It's cool. And it's just like, why not try? And he's dominant at both. You could just make him like a reliever if you really don't want to put the the miles on the arm that way. You know, and it's he's like, just he's just going to DH probably otherwise. It's every kid's dream to play both ways. Like as a 10-year-old, as a you're like, yeah, I'm going to pitch and play center field when I'm pitching. Yeah, so it's pretty cool that there's actually someone on the big league stage mm-hmm. who can do it. And the Angels need that um, that other star power, I think, to go with, with Trout. So anyway, I think that's a big thing. That's the key to thing to see if is, is can the Angels compete out there with him because the big thought is he might go to Philadelphia because he's from New Jersey. He grew, he's a huge Phillies fan growing up. So it's interesting that he didn't wait, but I guess with Harper signing there, it kind of right made that choice for him. It's a lot of a lot of money given to him. Um, I think about Harper's contract too is that he had an opt out, which would have been the summer after Mike Trout's free agency. Mm. Um, so he could ride the coattails of, of Mike signing. So now that Mike's already signed, what did Harper do? Does he still opt out? Does he take that 13-year run to be determined? We don't know. We don't know. There, so is, there is one more rule change I want to talk about uh, before we dive into uh, this season, kind of how we see things shaking out, is the new uh, three-batter minimum. For pitchers. For relievers. For relievers, yeah. 
So in pretty much, well, I'll use the Phillies as an example. Watching Braves-Phillies games last year was miserable because Gabe Kapler um, changed pitchers very often. Mm-hmm. Um, he would do a lefty-lefty matchup. We have a righty come up, bring a righty in. He would he would go through his whole bullpen mm-hmm. um, without thinking twice about it. So it was really lengthening the the time of the game. So a game that you could should probably be done in three hours, two forty-five to three fifteen, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were taking like four hours because they were having so many pitching changes mm-hmm. in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. Um, so what MLB did because they're trying to to make baseball more watchable by shortening the game time is that now there's a three batter minimum for relief pitchers. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have these bring in a lefty to face Freddie Freeman, then bring in a righty to face Ronald Acuna, and then bring mm-hmm. in a lefty again to face mm-hmm. Nick Marcakis. You're going to have to throw a, a lefty or righty out there and hope they do their best. So I think it's I think it's it's going to definitely add more strategy to the game. Um, because the the true specialists like lefty lefty specialists aren't going to be as valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they're still going to be pretty stinking valuable. So if you got three lefties in a row or two lefties in a row, sure, right, sure, yeah. But it's going to put um, more strategy to kind of think long term of okay, I, I think my pitcher can get these three guys out if maybe one of them gets on. He's got a matchup against this next guy too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. But I think it's a pretty interesting rule, and I actually like it as of now. We'll see once the season gets going how it how it turns out to be. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up too. No, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you mentioned that because initially I didn't like it as much. It just felt weird. But the more you think about it, the more I think it could be a a helpful thing for the game. Because baseball is, um, I love it, but it is a little too long to sit and watch, especially in, in the late games when they, because you think about it, it's like every time they're going to go and every pitcher gets like 10 pitches to, to warm up and he gets in there, you know, it just already is a little too long for that. And so it can be more strategy too, to also let starters go a little longer too, you know, because mm-hmm. you think about it, you're like, okay, well, if he only can, if he has to pitch three batters, then they might let you know, a Justin Verlander go seven right. instead of six, you know, which I think is, I like, I, I like that version of baseball where starters go more. I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't like the relief starter that the Braves were doing. You know, I think that's the beauty of the game is like the opener, the opener. Yeah. I like this when starters are actually starters and will go, you know, six, seven innings at least. I think that's better, but We'll see. We'll see how that that turns out. Um, I know other ones like the pitch clock were kind of turned down, at least for now, which I think it's coming. Right. It's just a matter of time. I don't know how the three better work. How the three better minimum is going to work in terms of, like, let's say, your like the turn of an inning. So yeah, I know I with, say, with yeah. National League, American League, um, with the American League, you have the DH. Mm-hmm. So let's say your starter goes six and two thirds, and then he's due up second in the next inning. So you can bring in that lefty specialist and then pinch hit for him in the pitcher spot. I don't know how that's gonna exactly work if you if he has to bat and pitch to two more guys. I, I want I think I want to say it's three batters or the end of an inning. Okay. I want to say it's that, but I could be wrong. And that makes a lot of sense. I think that's that's the it'd be the smoother way to do it. Because that way, because in that scenario, you know, say you know the Phillies are playing the Braves and you have Freddie Freeman coming up. But your, you know, Nova only is like has lost his stuff, and it's six and two thirds innings, and so you need one more out. You bring the lefty, get out, get him out, and then you bat for him. I don't it, like your scenario. I do like a home run for Freddie. That scenario, I appreciate I know. your your take on it. Proceed. <laughs> so anyway, just saying that it still lets it still lets that strategy be there. Yeah, in that scenario, that would be getting Freddie out. But in that scenario, that's what they're that's what they're going for. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's uh, those are some big things from the off season. So, with with that in mind, we're gonna jump into just some some previews of different divisions. So, kind of how we're gonna set this up is we're gonna talk about the different divisions, and kind of just talk about them in general. Uh, so maybe some highlights, either other other uh, off season things that have happened or things from last year, and then predictions from this year, and then we'll give our. Uh, rankings of how we think the division will, will finish out per year. I mean, per, per, um, for this year. 
So starting in the AL East, um, we've got uh, we've got the Yankees, New York Yankees. We've got the Tampa Bay Rays, the Toronto Blue Jays, my Baltimore Orioles, and the defending World Series champion Boston Red Sox. So those are the teams we're talking about right now. Um, I think right now we're this division's definitely Boston, New York, and everybody else. It's pretty, it's pretty strong. I mean, those. I mean, they were fighting neck and neck until Boston pulled it out in the last little bit uh, of last year to win the division. And the Yankees played the played Oakland um, in the wild card, and so. I think the Paxton addition is really strong for New York and having another year. And Judge was also hurt for part of the year last year. And I think he has the potential for another strong year. Um, and then Boston's returning all these guys, but they did lose Kimbrell, um, which I think is going to hurt them more than they realize. I know I was listening to Bill Simmons a lot, and I know that they – and I think he's a good um, perception of Boston fans, even though he's living in L.A., and that he was saying that Boston fans were kind of frustrated with Kimbrel. I think they're going to be more frustrated with without him. Without him, I think they forget about like their um, reliever by committee that they did in the early two thousands. Like time is a sense you kind of can forget some of those type of things. I think they're going to be more frustrated rather than that they didn't pay Kimbrel because Kimbrel is pretty good. Yes. So um, I don't know what what are your th- what are your more thoughts with the AL East? Um, I feel like you're not giving Tampa its due. Okay. So Tampa last year, had they been in the National League, they would have been right in the thick of the wild card. Yes, they would have. Yeah. Um, they employed, like you said, the stupid opener, but it worked for them. It did work. Yeah. They would pitch the opener. Is it three out of every five starters, or four out of every five? Anyways, Blake Snell would would start. Blake Snell started. Yeah, that's yeah. Snellzilla. Yeah, he he was doing his thing, um, and being dominant. But other than that, yeah, they employed the opener, and it, it seemed to work. Because statistically, the first three outs and the last three outs of a game are the hardest ones to get. Mm-hmm. So they bring in one of their uh, bullpen guys whose specialty is getting quick outs. Mm-hmm. Let him pitch those first three that are statistically three of the hardest outs to get in the game. Um, and then bring in your starter and in and two and let him pitch through six, seven innings. Uh, and turn it over to your closer at the end. But... I feel like they, um, they're going to be good again this year. Mm-hmm. They don't have a ton of star power. Snell is a star just because of what he did last year. Right. Um, his, his talent made him a star. Not mm-hmm. his personality, not where he plays, just his pure talent. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, they have a lot of guys that you don't know, but they're, they're good. No, they're, yeah, they're um, good. Another big thing in the East is Toronto. Not in the fact that it's Toronto, but in the fact that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will soon be playing third base mm-hmm. for uh, the Blue Jays every day. Um, this is the guy who's arguably the best hitting prospect in baseball history mm. since they started grading players. Um, he's the the highest ranked hitting prospect they've ever done. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when they started grading players. Of course, like Babe Ruth is not graded like they not they are now. Um, sure. Since they started grading these players um, years years ago, he's the highest rated hitting prospect they ever they've ever given a, a rating to. Um, so he's he's going to be there to mash, and he's going to be very good. Um, so he's 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 a star in the making. Up north, in Toronto. Um, other than that, I don't see a whole lot of hope for your O's this year. Nope. Um, they're they're going for that first pick next year. But um, yeah, I kind of see that. You want to kind of go through how we see it shaking out at the end? Yeah, I say we go for it. All right, I have so with Boston and New York, um, I've seen it both ways. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are giving New York the edge because of Paxton. Mm-hmm. I think he's the difference. Um, I'm still going to give Boston the edge for now um, and put them as first, New York second, Tampa three, Toronto four, and then the O's coming in last. Mm. Yeah, I I kind of feel in the same camp. I also come from the camp of 
when teams are traditionally been been playing well, to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt in these types of situations when you're trying to predict because it's like they didn't really lose a whole lot other than like Kimbrel. Um, they really, um, they really, I mean, they really have, still have a lot of people with Boston. So I actually honestly had the same setup as you did. I had Boston, New York, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and then Baltimore. I mean, I think Boston and New York will still battle it out. I think it'll be closer this year. But New York's pitching, I think, um, Severino has shown to be very dominant, but then at times can be very erratic. And I think that's going to continue. I think he's just one of those pitchers where he can be very on point and then quote-unquote lose it for a stretch. And I think that the starting pitching is going to hurt New York. Um, and then Sabathia, you don't know what you're going to get with him. And the back end of their their the rotation, I think, will hurt them. Did he oh, retire? I think Sabathia's got – this is his last year. I want to say – This is his last year? I want to say this is his last year. I could be wrong. But I thought I thought he was. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I guess I'm just trying to say is, like, they have some strong front-end people, but their back end is still kind of – so questionable. They do have one of the best bullpens in baseball. Yes, they do. They do with Chapman and Britain, which is hard to, to watch Britain go. Another so, former Oak. I know going, going to, New to the York. Yankees. But I still think Boston. I mean, Boston sells Mookie Betts. You know, they still have JD Martinez. Um, they've still got Jackie Bradley Jr. They've got JBJ. Go Cox. <laughs> they've got all these guys and the talent. Like they're they're going to still mash. You know, and I think Chris Sale. Hopefully, I would like to see his arm a little better. I hate seeing guys just get hurt and not be the same. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's how I see it shaking out. I really think until otherwise, it's going to be very close. But I have Boston still winning. Um, moving on to the AL Central, um, and the disclaimer: this is definitely the division where we probably know the least about. Just this because. is the division of ambiguity. Mm-hmm. We know that Cleveland is going to probably win the division. After that, it's crapshoot. Yep. So that's pretty much how we're treating this. I know um, Lindor is is hurt right now for a bit, and Jose Ramirez is, is coming back from injury, which is not good for Cleveland because that's definitely their two best players. Um, so what was Cleveland trying to do? Because there was a lot of talk in the offseason about them trying to trade Kluber or Bauer or Carrasco. What were they trying to do? They ended up not trying any of them. They're all back. Yeah. But were they trying to go into tank mode as clear-cut division winner? What do you think? I It honestly kind of felt like Cleveland was, like, kind of seeing what, what the the market was saying, you know? It's kind of like saying, like, here are all our pieces. What what would you have that for them? And I think they're honestly just think they were taking quotes. So I don't know. I don't really understand it, honestly, because – Literally, Cleveland, a couple years ago, was one game away from winning the World Series against Chicago. They had a Game 7 at home, and it came down to extra innings, even. And so, they haven't, they haven't been able to, to get back there, obviously. But, yeah, they're, they're very interesting with this. Um, another just not fun thing is that is Salvador Perez for Kansas City got hurt and is having Tommy John, which is, which is um, they have to repair in your arm and for it's usually for pitchers um it takes about a year but he's like he's their catcher and so he'll be out so that means the all-star catcher yeah. positions positions open right now so that's probably the big one um the rest of these that's interesting is chicago like we were saying earlier the white Sox have a lot of prospects um and they could have potentially gotten machado but i think the white Sox will be a, i think they'll continue to get better um but it's it's hard to it's hard to say right now. So I think um, so. Just going forward, kind of given my picks for this, I have uh, Cleveland one, and then I think the this middle pack will be kind of similar. Um, so I've got Minnesota two. They've got a lot. I think they've got a lot of good pieces. I've got Chicago three, uh, Kansas City four, because without Perez, I think they'll they'll just go down, and then Detroit five. Okay. So with this division. You may have said earlier, the White Sox, they have a, a solid farm system that we're going to start seeing players um, make their major league debuts. Eloy Jimenez, um, their top guy, mm-hmm. he's a really good outfielder. He actually played here in Charlotte for the Knights right. last year. Um, 
So with with Minnesota, I literally know nothing. I know they have is it Byron Buxton? Is that, is that yeah, he's like the, their big outfielder. He's, a, yeah. he's their big guy. Um with the twins, yeah, not not too much. Kansas City, shout out Whit Merrifield, go Cox. Um in Detroit. So with Kansas City and Detroit, I feel like they're in full tank mode. So I know they signed Merrifield to a nice little contract, but I still wouldn't be surprised to see him moved mm-hmm. because he's such a versatile player. That somebody's gonna, especially if they're making a playoff push, to have like a, mm-hmm. especially in the National League, actually, because he can play second, take up like third, he can potentially play short, mm-hmm. corner outfield. You can yeah. put him anywhere. He's like a, a Mark DeRosa from mm-hmm. back in the day, um, and he can hit. He can he can play anywhere and he can hit. Mm-hmm. So if they get enough for him, I wouldn't be surprised if they move him because he's for them to sign him. Like they're clearly going in a tank direction. Um, for them to sign him, and he's he's like thirty. I think he is thirty. Anyways, he's around yeah. there. Yeah. Um, to sign him to a a, a longer term deal, um, he by the time that they're good, he's he's going to be too old. So if you can trade him now and get some prospects, I I, I don't see why Kansas City wouldn't move him. Another yeah. player for Detroit is Nick Castellanos. Yes. That's kind of the same guy. thing. Outfield um, third base. Yeah. Right. His defense is awful. But he can hit. <laughs> he can hit, yeah. So if it, he's he kind of strikes me more as a, an America League player. Where, where Witt could fit into the National League, um, Nick fits more of a of an American League player. Put him at DH. Mm-hmm. Just let him mash. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those two, Castellanos, I feel, will definitely get moved at some point. Um, Merrifield, maybe not. But so I have it shaken out with Cleveland. I actually have Chicago second, Minnesota third, then Kansas City and Detroit. Okay. All okay. right. We'll move on to the West. Um, in the West, we have the Houston Astros, um, who are the favorites by far in the division. Um, you also have teams. Um, their their other team in Texas, the Texas Rangers. You've got the Pacific Northwest, Seattle Mariners, and then the two California teams, um, the Angels and the A's. Um, I have it shaken out with Houston winning that division, and then I didn't exactly know what, because last year it was Oakland and Seattle, and yeah. they, they, they played really well. Both of them did. Oakland mm-hmm. made the, the play-in game, the wild-card game in Seattle, hung in there until the very end. Um, but I actually have the Angels finishing second this year okay. in that division. I think this is a year that they start to show signs um, that they're building around Trout. Mm-hmm. Um, Trout's going to do his, do his thing. Um, but I don't think that they're strong enough to beat the Astros yet. Just that team is just loaded from top to bottom. They are. I mean, they really. if you want to talk about um, – if you want to talk about a team that like really built well from the draft, because that team Houston, if, if we forget, was like losing a hundred games, like oh yeah, five six years when ago. they were in the National League. Whenever it was that odd, four team AL West and six team NL Central. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were they were terrible. And then they switched, and they still had another year or two. But then they've been building mm-hmm. up there. But fun fact: this is this is the one encouraging thing is that the Orioles signed. Um, as their uh, president of baseball operations, the old guy who used to be with the Cardinals, and then he helped rebuild the Astros. So it's very encouraging that we have somebody who knows what he's doing. You know, <laughs> so at least it's encouraging. Okay, he knows how to build in a little bit of a smaller market. Right. Well, Houston's still very big, but in baseball terms, it's a smaller market, and turn and turn that around. So I remember seeing an article. I think it was on Sports Illustrated when I was at the dentist office, like eight nine years ago. And it said, introducing your 2015 World Series champion, Houston Astros. And it was, on the cover, it had um, George Springer, Carlos Correa, but it was back, like, right after they were drafted. That's cool. And they pretty much nailed it. What was the year they actually won it? I think it was... Was it 2016? It was 2017. 2017? Because 15... um, I'm sorry. let Let me think back. 16 was the Cubs. 17 was the Astros. They beat the Dodgers, and then last year was the Red Sox. Who was who was fifteen? I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm blanking. Giants maybe. Was was that the the Madison Bumgarner year? I think that was Madison Madison Bumgarner year. I want to say because I was a yeah yeah 
That sounds right. And they won like every other year for like. Yeah, that that was the last of the every others. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, and that being all that being said, Houston is the clear favorite in this. I think it's just a matter of if they if they can keep pushing the the postseason and continue the upswing. I know Correa was coming off of an off year, and I think he will come back to form, um, which I think we find. And they also re-signed. Verlander for a two-year extension for $66 million. It's a fun little extension. Um, not, not bad chunk change. Not bad chunk change. Um, I have him. And then, like we were saying, the middle part is uh, is pretty much the same. I have I have Oakland finishing second. Um, I think that they've got a lot of young talent. And Oakland just has a way of just figuring out to find guys that can play well in mm-hmm. their ballpark. And they're so strong. And I know they're also they're still trying to figure out if they're going to stay or not, too. It'd be sad to see all these teams leave Oakland, honestly, you know, because they can't afford to, to stay there because the the fan support or just money situations. And so, I have um, L.A. finishing third. I do think I think you're I'm in the same boat as you that they're gonna keep moving up, and I have Seattle finishing fourth, um, just because I I think it, it and I when I say this, these teams I think are so close that they're gonna be kind of interchangeable. So finishing fourth, but they're still gonna be. You know, they might be like slightly under 500 type of a team. Right. And then Texas is yeah. down. So mine, yeah, just I think our only difference was L.A. and Oakland. We just had them flip-flopped. Because mm-hmm. I had L.A. too and you had Oakland too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, let's move on to, to my side, to the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start in the division that I know and love and hate, the National League East. Mm-hmm. Um, so the defending champs, of course, the Braves. Uh, we have... Most of our guys back from last year. We added Josh Donaldson, mm-hmm. um, signing for a one-year, twenty-something million-dollar contract. I thought that was a good move because he's looking for a prove-it deal. Because um, he's he's a really good player. Hey, I think he won the MVP in the American League in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen was that the year that he went from from Oakland, Oakland to, to Toronto? Toronto. Yeah, um, yeah, he hit like forty-something homers. I yeah. think. Um, but he's had calf issues the last couple of years. It's mm-hmm. kind of derailed. It's mm-hmm. kind of derailed him. So they're going for a prove it year. I think it's good for the Braves because Austin Riley is our future third baseman. Don't know if he's quite ready yet. So it's like a filler. Kind so it's of like a fill in year. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I don't think he's back with the Braves next year, unless he just absolutely comes out and kills it, and they have to resign him um, to another two or three year deal. Um, but he'll do a good job until Riley's ready. Um, we also got Brian McCann back. Good old favorite, McCann. Favorite from back in the day. He's a shell of his former self, but he's he, he can still call a good game, and he's got occasional power. So yeah. we'll see if, what he does there. I feel like they probably re-signed him, too, because of all the young pitching talent that they know he can handle that well. I feel like they probably signed him a little bit more for handling the staff. Yeah. And he, he and – so last year we had Suzuki and Flowers mm-hmm. as the catching combo, and they were surprisingly good – Offensively, mm-hmm. they were one of the top offensive catching position combos um, mm-hmm. in baseball. And Suzuki left us to go to the Nationals. Um, so we'll have this year both of them are righties batting. This year we'll have the righty lefty split with McCann and Flowers. Okay, so that'll be nice. Um, in the division, though, three other teams made much more significant moves. So the Phillies, of course, signed Harper. They signed um, McCutcheon, mm-hmm. traded for Segura, traded for Rio Muto. So they're going all in now. Mm-hmm. Um, with with Nola as their ace, um, they've got a, a, a good pitching staff too. The Nationals, even though they lost Harper, they're bringing up Robles. He's playing now. Um, they signed Corbin. Um, and they have a, a good team coming back too. So they have, especially with Rendon at third, Trey Turner at short, and then Soto in the outfield. They're still going to be really good. Um, the Mets, the big trade was for Diaz and Cano from the Mariners. Mm. So they really wanted Diaz um, as their closer because that's what the Mets didn't have last year. Yeah, they, they had no apart, semblance yeah. of a closer. Um, so Diaz, one of the most dominant closers, he's still really young, like 24, 25 years mm-hmm. old. Um, but to get him, they had to take on the salary of one Robinson Cano, which he did hit a home run on opening day off of Scherzer yeah. to help him beat the Nationals. Um, so he's, he's, he's still good. He can still hit. 
Um, he did have that 80 game suspension last year. I know. Just so so we'll we'll see what what comes of Cano. Um, but those were kind of the big moves in the East last year, and then the Marlins, just being the Marlins, just mm-hmm. hanging out down there. They did they 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 did get new uniforms this year. They did, which they they look nicer. I I like them better than before. Mm-hmm. I still don't know if I would call them Miami. I still I, I still was okay with them being called the Florida Marlins. The Florida Marlins, yeah. But I guess with that having two, having two Florida teams now, it's kind of, you kind of want to differentiate a little bit, but. Yeah, the uniforms are a little bit better. I will say that. Um, so that's how you had... Uh, those, those are just breakdown of the teams. Um, I think a big... The interesting thing, too, is didn't DeGrom just re-sign mm-hmm. a large contract for the Mets? He did. So that's uh, that's very encouraging for them, I know, because um, having him at the top of their rotation for years to come... Because I think the Mets still have pieces. They just haven't been able to put it all together. Um, into form and the East NL East is becoming honestly one of the toughest divisions in baseball mm-hmm. just how many how much talent is in there and it just shows you how in sports like it's very cyclical of um, which, which divisions are at the top just depending on what how the talent kind of shakes out but I think it's still encouraging for them um, so yeah it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out I think this will be one of the most fun divisions to watch Especially with with Harper staying within the division and switching to Philadelphia too. Yeah, I wonder what it's going to be like when he goes back to Washington. Will they cheer him for all he did? Boo him for never winning a World Series? It's very. I I think it'll be mixed. It'll be like a cheer boo. You know. <laughs> yeah. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah, that's one of those. All right. So how do you see it shaking out? How I see it shaking out. Um. So, this was one of the tougher ones for me of just like how to shake them out. Because I think in other divisions, you're like, you have a clear one or a clear top two. This one, you can make an argument for the top three and even one that's four. So I have uh, Miami in first. Ah. Just kidding. Shaking it up. Like, really shaking it up. Just no, kidding. no. That was just... Make sure you're paying attention. Um, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have Philadelphia winning the division. I think they've added enough pieces to do that. However, this division, I think it's going to come down to like the final couple weeks. The problem with Philadelphia is that last year they were really hot and then they fell apart. Like, literally fell apart. Um, so I think with the addition, I think the key thing that made me okay with picking them, what I think is McCutcheon. McCutcheon is, is a winner. He knows, like, how to play well. He's a great clubhouse guy. I think um, he also is very helpful. Like, he's a very likable guy. And I think, especially if there's some personalities that you're trying to fight through. You know, in, in baseball, in any sport, it's very competitive. So it's good to have some guy, a guy who's loose. Um, I think, honestly, like a Brandon Phillips last year with the Braves. I mean, he's not the best. Like, he's still not as good as he was. But he was able to help with the team. Um, so I think that will help. I've got Atlanta finishing second. I think they still have enough talent. And I think we're underrating how much talent they still have on the field. Just because they didn't acquire a bunch. And so they just had all this talent that's going to get a year better. You know, and Acuna is going to keep getting better. I think he, I think he's going to continue to be a star. I mean, he's if he can keep up what he was doing last year, he's going to be a star in this league, and he's really fun to watch. I've got Washington three, um, and this is like a close three. I think just with the loss of Harper, they won't be able to fully bring that back, but they'll be very competitive. I've got um, New York four, and then Miami five. I have the exact same. You have the exact same. I That's have the funny. exact same. Yeah. Um, Putting the Phillies first kind of hurt, but just based on what they've done, you've got to at least put them on as the paper champions right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, though, every single major outlet for people picking baseball picked the Nationals to win the East. Every single one. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a single one that picked anyone besides the Nationals. And the Braves won. So just because the Phillies and really all these teams we pick, that we pick them, doesn't mean that Four months from now, we're completely wrong. Um, right, you got you, you, you have to put pick it together. the Phillies now, though. Yeah, I think too with the Braves because a lot of people are putting the Nationals and even the Mets ahead of the Braves, and I say kind of slow down that because um, we do get a full year of Acuna. Last year, we pretty much only had a half year. He came up in April, but then we, he was hurt for we a whole month. That he, yeah, he was like dominant for like four months. You know, not even like a full baseball, like not even a full baseball year. Right. So having him for a full year is going to help. Having Donaldson, if he can stay healthy for a full year, is going to help a lot. 
Um, Freddie, one of the two best first basemen in the game. Ozzie Albies at second. So we have – and then Dansby at shortstop. He's finally healthy too. Mm-hmm. So our, our infield, especially on defense, and just our defense overall, I think it's, it's probably one of, the bad, one of the best defensive clubs in baseball. Um, I think we're going to do a, a lot – to save runs on defense. Mm-hmm. Ender Enciarte has won several gold gloves, especially in a road. Yeah. Marquecas won gold gloves for, for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another one of your former guys. Well, it, 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 yeah, and that's what I think is that – because he resigned too with them, we right? We resigned him to a one-year deal. One-year deal. I think, I think it's things like that that people – we kind of glance over or we see on like a Twitter feed or something or like on SportsCenter we'll say, you know, because they have all these acquisitions. But guys like that I think will really help. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Braves are still young, but Marquez, I think, still plays the game. I think in a really, he plays great defense. He's a great bat, but he gets on base. Mm-hmm. And I think we baseball is kind of becoming a little bit more of a swing and miss type of a game. And having guys on is going to be really helpful. And I think he just it's and with all those younger guys, you want older. There's some older veterans who know the game, know the season, to kind of help with that. Because you're going to get in the slumps, and it's good to have right. consistent guys like that. So, For sure. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of Braves fans are mad about it, but I'm, I think he's a solid a solid bring back to play right. All right, we'll move on to the Central, um, where you have the defending champion uh, Brewers, then the Cubs, Cardinals, and then Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Um, I think the big thing in this division – was what I mentioned earlier in the in the trade for Goldschmidt. Um, mm-hmm. To he's going to bring a, a workman attitude to St. Louis. Um, that lineup has great potential with him, Carpenter, mm-hmm. um, Ozuna. Because whenever Ozuna was with Miami a couple years ago, he that year whenever they had he and him and Stanton and Yelich, mm-hmm. he that year he was probably the best outfielder for the whole year of those mm-hmm. three. And then, of course, Yellich won the MVP last year and, and Stanton's crushing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, he, he's paid the big bucks to hit home runs. That's crazy. For so the Yankees right now. Can we just can we just talk about – I know we're talking about the Central, but just a brief moment to recognize what the Marlins have had, had and then they now don't have anymore. They had Ozuna in left. They had Yelich in center. They had Stanton in right. They had Rilamuto. Rilamuto catching. Rilamuto catching. And – I mean, it's sad to talk about, but Jose Fernandez, uh, Fernandez, yeah, saying it wrong. I mean, and he unfortunately passed away. But just think about all that talent they've had and haven't been able to. And the Harpers, you can't resign them. But I just, just think about that. I was like, man, that's a yeah. lot of talent that are like stars in the game right now. Yeah, I don't know what the models are doing. Um, I'm glad they're in my division, though. <laughs> all right, um, so on to the central. So I listed the teams in this division. Um, I guess I talked about Goldschmidt a little bit. Uh, another couple big players in the division. Um, Yelich, who won the MVP last year with the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's solid. He's great defense, great hitting, sneaky power to be a, a skinny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the Cubs, Javi Baez. Mm-hmm. He can literally play anywhere. He'll play. He can. I think he, he was the starter in the All-Star game at second last year. Um, but he, he can play he's, short third. He's played short, especially with, with Aston Russell kind of mm-hmm. having some legal issues. Right. They had to play him a little bit there, too. He's been surprising. Um, his bat has been a little surprising to me. Because I thought he was going to be one of these great defenders, but like he's just very swing and miss. But the way he's developed, his bat has been impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And, I think, and he's just fun to watch. He's just a baseball guy who's just fun, loves the game. Right. I always think of the um, the play when Puerto Rico threw out, um, what's his name, from the Netherlands, like during the World Baseball Classic, where like Molina like threw from like basically felt like his knees to Bias, and Bias tags him, doesn't even look, and is like celebrating as he's tagging. That's he's pretty like, sweet. Yeah, he's like the best, or he's like the best uh, defensive like second baseman right now in the mm-hmm. game. Um, so, anyway. You can keep going, but that was just I thought it was interesting. Yeah. So the way I have this shaken out is I actually have St. Louis winning it this year. Okay. Um have Milwaukee in second, Chicago third, I have the Reds in fourth, and Pittsburgh in last. Um before I turn it over to you, the Reds made some moves in the offseason when they traded 
um, for Yasiel Puig. Mm-hmm. So Puig, because the Dodgers had too many outfielders, is now um, the Reds, yeah. playing left in Cincinnati. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The Reds, I don't exactly know what's going on with the Reds. I think at, they've tried their rebuilding, and now they're like, we have enough players. We think we can contend, kind of. So they made some moves to try to contend, too. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it shakes out for them. Um, I have them in fourth. But who knows? They could get hot and Puig could rejuvenate his career. I know. In the tiny ballpark of, of Great American that Ballpark. Is, that is true. He can definitely swing. It is, it is a toy box. So. <laughs> it is a toy box. Yeah, I think Puig, it's very interesting with Cincinnati. It does feel like a, um, kind of like a, a show year for Puig to see if he can still become the player that we thought. I mean, he has been, but that the player we really thought he could be when he busted onto the scene. And then he's kind of like on a show for other teams to show he can still play mm-hmm. at at, a, at the level we've seen before. But just to move with the, with the teams that I have, I have the Cubs actually winning the division. I think with um, like Bryant's back and healthy, you still have Rizzo, you still have Baez. Um, you Darvish is back. I think he'll have a bounce back year. I think I honestly think when so when the Houston beat LA, he started the the seventh game of the World Series. Um, and I think that him not playing well and then him getting some of the, fl- the flack back from that mm-hmm. and then signing a big contract, I think was really hard on him. And so I, f- I feel like personally he'll have a better year this year. I've got Milwaukee second. They still have a lot of talent. They still have Yelich. Um, and they've just shown that they're, they're um, a strong team. And I have St. Louis third. I think Goldschmidt is very strong. I guess I'm wondering um, if they have the other positions to kind of compete with like Milwaukee. And so, but again, these are like kind of, these, this would be a very competitive one. I've got Pittsburgh fourth and I've got Cincinnati fifth. Um, so I think it's, it's, it'll just be those top three and then Pittsburgh and Cincinnati right. will be a, a step below. Um, yeah. But then moving on, um, considering we're coming to the hour mark, uh, we want to just move on to the West. And so we've got the defending um, division champs in LA who, Again, made the World Series, but again, lost. It's becoming uh, a theme. It's becoming a theme. Uh, so we've got the Dodgers, who are definitely the star power of the West. But then we've also got, as you mentioned, San Diego Padres, who just re-signed or just signed Machado and have a lot of young talent. We've got San Francisco, who is trying to figure out what to do with Madison Bumgarner. Um, and their other old players. And other old players. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, who lost Goldschmidt. Um, and then Colorado. Uh Strong team. So, this one's really interesting uh, with the West. I don't know as much about some of the... Like, Arizona, I don't know as much about him. And I don't know... It's harder when you're on the East Coast, I think, with getting to see some of these West Coast teams. Because they all play so late. Because they play so late. And and we have bedtimes as adults now. Um, But LA, I think, will be strong. So, just giving... I'm just going to go ahead and give my picks. I have LA winning the division... I've kind of treated this like basically another NL West team. Kind of show me what you're made of, right. you know. Until until you can de- dethrone LA, that's kind of how I feel about it. I've got Colorado too. They've got a lot of um, uh, good hitters, and I think that ballpark plays well. Like Nolan Arenado is like an underrated star in this league. Right. And I know you know about him, but I think for the average baseball fan, they don't know as much about him, especially in Coors Field. Um, they'll be very strong. I've got Arizona three. Um, San Diego four, and then San Francisco last because they're still trying to figure out what they're doing. San Diego, I think, is a, like you were saying earlier, like a couple years away. They're a budding team. They're a budding team, but they're still very young. Right. So I think the Machado will like boost them up. But so this year they're going to break in uh, Tatis, get Machado going. Next year they'll introduce the brown uniforms, maybe move to third, and then in a couple years they'll be ready to compete with LA. Yeah, I think they'll be up there. So they got to have the brown on first. Mm hmm. All right, I had the exact same five in the same order. Really? Um, That's I funny. Did. I thought of so Arizona San Diego was my. I didn't know if I was going to switch them up, but San Diego th- San Diego three and Arizona four. Mm-hmm. But I left Arizona three, um, San Diego four. All right. So what we also did too was we are going to give our preseason predictions for um, playoffs. So we've already given you three uh, three in each league of. Our division winners, of course. So we'll give you our two wild card teams. Um, we'll give you what we think our World Series matchups going to be, 
and who we think is going to win. And we're also going to do the MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Cy Young in each division. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, we're kind of coming up right out of an hour now. So I'm just going to kind of go through these pretty quick. So I've got the Phillies, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers. Um, my two wild card teams, I have the Braves and the Brewers. Okay. And coming out of the National League, I actually have the Cardinals. You have the Cardinals. Okay. I do. Um, my wife is going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, out of the American League, I have Boston, Cleveland, and Houston as my division winners. And I actually have two wild cards out of the East. I have New York and Tampa. Okay. Um, and I have Houston winning the American League. So I have St. Louis and Houston, old NL Central battle, That'd and be- I have Houston winning it all. Okay. That's that that would be a cool World Series, honestly. It would because I know that they played some strong um, uh, NL NLCSs with like Pujols versus mm-hmm. um, Berkman, Berkman, and, and um, the, tr- the Killer Bees, Biggio, Beltron. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was your Beltron hit like six home runs. To you said Bagwell. They had mm-hmm. if if your last name started with a B, B they played for the yeah. Astros. That's pretty cool. So it's interesting that our AL East we have the exact same division winners. But then the the but then the NL it's a little bit different. So I like that. So you have Houston, Houston over St. Louis. Yep. Um, and the so just to recap mine in the NL I have Philadelphia winning, uh, Chicago, Cubs, and then LA are my division winners. And then my wild cards I have Atlanta because I had them finish second. And then I had Colorado. I think will make a push. Okay. Sneaky, but I think that Colorado will play at Atlanta. So, and for the record, I do have Atlanta winning that. Thank you. That round. But I do have them losing to LA again in the West. Yeah. Um, so, out of, but out of that, I have uh, LA coming out of the of playing the World Series again for the third year in a row. Um, Are we stuck in a time loop? Um, yeah, <laughs> I want that you, they're probably going to start wondering that. And then the AL East, I've got Boston, Cleveland, Houston, which is kind of, I feel like that's kind of been the tradition for the past few years. And then I've got. Oakland and New York playing again. Okay. And I have the So the exact same as last year. Exact same as last year. And I have the same in the wild card happening again when New York wins. But I have Houston coming out this time. Okay. Uh, and then I have Houston beating LA in so, a rematch of a couple years ago. So we both have Houston as so our both, World Series champion. We both champion. have Houston as our World Series champion. Right. And, we, and, and for the record, we we haven't seen each other's until just now. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. We both picked Houston. I feel like they're... A bounce back here. It's very hard in baseball to repeat as champions. Right. Usually they go on a downward. Some kind of letdown. Letdown. And so I think that's why with the Giants, they were good every other year. And so that's my prediction is that they'll win in 2019. So, and then also we have some awards we're wanting to prematurely give out uh, for this year. Um, so I guess starting off, we'll start with Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'll go, for my NL, I had Peter Alonzo. For who's coming with the Mets? I think he'll just get a lot of playing time, mm-hmm. you know. And with the Mets, honestly, with Rookie of the Year, is that you want somebody who is playing for a team that's kind of competitive, but they're just going to get a lot of playing time, you know, because right. you don't they don't have somebody in their position already. That's the key factor with this. And then you mentioned him before, and I, I but I also have Vlad Junior. Uh, winning out of. Toronto. I think it's just it's it's his award to lose, honestly, unless somebody else beats him out. Right. Yeah. Go ahead and do the rest of yours. Too. The rest of mine too. Okay. Yeah. Um, for MVP, I have Mike Trout winning it. I think he'll. He's just he's always competitive. I think this will be a year he takes it home. And then I have Corey Kluber from Cleveland winning the Cy Young. Um, the Cy Young is kind of weird sometimes in the in the AL to kind of know who's going to win. So I think Kluber right. has proven he can do it. Okay. Um, and then in the East, I've got Nolan Arenado from Colorado. I think he's going to be the MVP. Sneaky, and he's got the stats to put it up. And then Cy Young, I have Max Scherzer from Washington. You're nodding right. your head. Do we have a lot of similar picks? I did not expect you to have the same MVP as me in the National League for Nolan Arenado, but you do. Yeah. Um, it for the MVP in the National League was the hardest thing on here for me because you're going to have him, you're going to have Goldie, you're going to have um, Harper, you're going to have Acuna and Freddie, mm-hmm. Freeman from the Braves, you're going to have Yelich again, you're going to have Baez, um, and then LA just has a, a plethora of guys that can win it. 
So you have all those guys to choose from. It's going to be tough. But I, too, have Nolan Arenado. I feel like this is his year to shatter the glass ceiling for what a third baseman can do Mm -hmm. um, in the National League. I've got him going for probably 40-ish home runs, probably hit about 325, 330, about 120 RBIs. I think it's going to be a huge year for him. Mm -hmm. Um, For my rookie of the year in the National League, I have Fernando Tatis Jr., Okay. Um, for the Padres, I yeah. think he's he's their top guy. Um, with him at short, and then Machado at third, if they can convince him to play third. Um, I know he's kind of a diva about it, but that's where he, he needs to be. He doesn't. It is. Yeah. Um, is. I feel like he's going to be the rookie of the year in the National League, um, and then I also have Scherzer winning the Cy Young in the National League. Um, I have Trout as my MVP in the American League. Um, I have Vlad Jr. of course as my rookie of the year. I mentioned him earlier. And I have Chris Sale winning Cy Young in the American League. Mm, it's a strong pick. Yeah, I was debating between Sale and Kluber, but the the thing that was I was wanting Sale's arm to be better and the right. his velocity, but it's a, that's a very strong pick. So, I like those picks. It's very interesting how we pick a lot of the same mm-hmm. people, and we weren't even we didn't look until just now. Right. So, well, there you have it. Um, yeah, those are those are our baseball predictions. Uh, so we we both have Houston winning. I have Houston winning over L.A. Dodgers and Houston over St. Louis. St. Louis. So I think it's gonna be a very fun baseball year uh, to see what's gonna happen. I think there's a lot that's still up to play for. So well, there you go. Those are our baseball preview. Thanks for listening. Please uh, rate us, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, let us know. Did you like our picks? Did you not like our picks? Um, did, did we miss somebody you think is kind of a sneaky good year? Uh, let us know. Um, share with uh, sports lovers, baseball lovers. Um, so I appreciate you being on the podcast, Will. It's been no problem. fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Go Braves. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> uh, best for last. So, okay. Well, well thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will see you soon. But for now, we are signing off.